they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, send me emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. You can also follow me on all social media at mbills314. Well, Happy New Year. Well, you know, you know how you be saying you after a certain thing. You can't say Happy New Year. But this is my first episode of 2000. 2019. So I think I qualify in saying Happy New Year to everybody that's listening. I know it's been a minute, but you know, I've been spending time with family, you know what I'm saying, getting refreshed and 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 coming up with some just different ideas for the show and just different things I want to do. So it took me a minute, but I'm back. You know, a lot has been going on since we left. And I'm going to be quite honest with you, I'm, st- I'm, I'm a little upset because I had <clears throat> recorded an interview uh, with a radio legend. And the audio is trash. And I'm just, it's hard for me to get over it. I'm trying to still fix it, but I think, you know, that just might be one of those things I'm gonna have to just save and just put and put in the vault somewhere. And me and him are gonna have to um, re record it because the things that were talked about on that particular episode was special. And I don't think that's something that you can recreate, but. I am going to reach out to him and we are going to um, do it again. Let's do it again. Yeah, we're going to do it again. So that was going to be the first episode. And that's really one of the main reasons why there was kind of a delay because I was supposed to come to you last week. But anyway, no excuses. I'm here. But um, (laughs) so much has been going on. Um, just within the last week and I wanted to talk to you all about because I was thinking about I mean what can we really deal with for the first episode of the new year so I kind of want to talk to you about uh, some things I've been watching kind of unfold on the media and on the televisions um, which will be uh, I was watching Surviving R. Kelly um, there was also a um, Pastor John Gray some of you all may have heard of him some of you all may have not but uh he's just been in and out in the media and social media and just so many things and i want to talk about him as well and um the basically the topic of discussion is going to be sin s-i-n i I know that's something that we kind of try to shy away from and we don't like to talk about but we're going to have to talk about these things. These are what I like to call the hard conversations of the Bible or some of the hard scenes of the Bible where we'll read the scripture and we try to just gloss over it. But it has a lot of meaning to it. And we got to read we got to read them hard ones just like we believe in God and want to read about the blessings and his promises and prosperity and all these wonderful things that he has provided for us. But some of these hard things. We're going to have to read and understand because some of these things is keeping us from receiving these blessings that we're believing God for, because a lot of us are um, yeah, out here wilding, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and God wants to help us. So um, 
go with me to Romans chapter 6. We're going to start there. Romans chapter 6. And I hope you didn't turn me off because I said we're going to talk about sin because what the Spirit of God, I believe, is going to reveal to us in this episode, I believe it's going to be very powerful. It's going to enlighten us because once I was reading this and came across it and I was just talking to my wife right before I pressed record, <laughs> right before I pressed record on this microphone, we was talking about it, about this and and she was blown away. We both were blown away just as the things that God has revealed. So Romans chapter six, I will be reading out the New Living Translation. You may be reading out of a different translation. If so, it's all good. We're still going to end up in the same place. Romans chapter six, verse 23. It says, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. I think that's pretty self-explanatory. One thing that sticks out to me is that sin pays wages. Sin will pay wages. And he says the wages of sin is death. Whether it be physical death, spiritual death, but sin has its wages. And before I get into that, let's go to the next scripture and then we'll um, deal with something. Let's go to um, 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Look at verse 16. It says, If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray. And God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death. And I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin. But not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. For God's son holds them securely and the evil one cannot touch them. When I was watching the Surviving R. Kelly six part series on Lifetime, once I got to the end of it, of that six part, this scripture came to mind. Because the things they were talking about from him marrying, you know, allegedly marrying Aaliyah when she was 15 or 14 years old to um, him sleeping with these underage girls, you know, them saying that every city they go to the mall and get girls and having the bedrooms and the studios. When you go in each bedroom, that there's a girl sitting in there like just so much <laughs> just filth that you could hardly believe. I mean, I, ha I had to reconstruct my 90s army playlist. I'm just going to be honest with you. I had to go in there and take take all R. Kelly's little stuff out because after watching that, I mean, the spirit behind the music, he's singing and trying to entice underage girls. And, you know, just when you hear the songs, and you listen to the lyrics it has a totally different meaning behind it. You know, after watching that Survivor R. Kelly. So 
the scripture where it says if you see a believer now I, I can't say and I don't know uh, whether R. Kelly is a believer in Christ or not I don't know we do know he put out that gospel album and had that song called You Save Me but we, we don't know we don't know but for the sake of argument we'll just say he is okay so it says if you see a believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death you should pray and God will give that person life but there is a sin that leads to death and I'm not saying you should pray for those who commit it so we see that there is a sin that leads to death and there's sin that does not lead to death. Now, we just read in Romans 6, 23, where it says the wages of sin is death. So sin pays wages and those wages equal in death, meaning, you you know, whether spiritual, physical, you're going to lose something. This saying that there is a sin that leads to death. Now, it sounds like a contradiction, but it's not. Those are two totally separate things from the sin paying wages to sin that leads to death. So it took some study. I had to figure out, okay, what is a sin that leads to death? Because it says if you see it, so it's something something that we can see or witness. You know, you're trying to think, you know, is it adultery? Is it is it murdering somebody? You know, what is a sin that leads to death? Because he's saying that a person who sins a sin unto death, he's saying to not even pray for that person anymore. That's big. So I had to study study that for a minute, and this is what I came up with, and this is what I found. The sin that leads to death is continuous, willful, unrepentant sin. Continuous, willful, unrepentant sin. And that made me really think about R. Kelly because even after watching this six part series, and even just looking at his trial and things from what 2002 and 2008 when he was on trial or whatever the years were he seems unrepentant because repent means to turn the other way he doesn't seem remorseful and he's still doing it now whether the girls currently are underage or not I don't know I'm sure there may be some of them that's underage We've already witnessed that every girl that he picked up seemed to be a teenager. And um, it's continuous unrepentant. He don't think he's doing anything wrong. I think one of the girls said, you know, he feels he's, he's invincible. He doesn't feel like he has a problem. And once it gets to that point where you knowing you're doing wrong, you asking the girl, you know, you're, how old are you? I'm 17. You think your mom let you come to Chicago? Like, you know it's wrong, <laughs> but you continue to do it. Willful, continuous, unrepentant sin. So you may be thinking to yourself, so you saying, Martinez, are you saying not to pray for R. Kelly? You know, I was thinking about that before this, you know, I started digging into the scripture. Because I'm thinking like, well, R. Kelly's still a soul, you know, because the flesh in me was just saying, yo, R. Kelly's trash. You know what I'm saying? Like your flesh is like, yo, he's canceled. R. Kelly's trash. I'm done. But 
the spirit of God in you is like, man, he needs help. I pray that he, that God gets a hold of him. You know, I don't, I don't want him to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the, the spirit in you. But I came across this scripture, like I said, and I began to study it and I'm thinking, okay, he's been on trial once, right? He was found innocent on all charges. I think that was in 2008. So you would think after that, he would say, you know what? I'm done with these women. I'm, I don't know if he, I, don't, I think he was still married at the time. I'm gonna just chill with my wife, get that relationship together or, or, or something. And I'm done recording, I'm done doing all that. But he goes right back and he what continues. So at this point, it's like, I mean, according to this scripture, why, why am I still praying for you in this regard if you don't think that you're doing anything wrong? If praying for anything, pray that these girls, that God will grant these girls some grace that these girls will leave out of this toxic, toxic, toxic environment that they're in. You know, that's what you want for them to content themselves. One woman, one woman went, went in and got her daughter out. And even though I thought it was just real reality TV-ish, I really didn't like that. Um, you know, I don't need cameras following me to go get my daughter and then I'm whispering to you. You know what I'm saying? I didn't really like that, but nonetheless, she got her daughter out. So it's things like that. It just made me think about that, you know, because like I said, sin, when it comes to sin, you know, everybody's passing judgment on everybody. We looking at someone who, you know, commits adultery on his wife or uh, someone who practices homosexuality. All those things are sin. So, I mean, I'm not excusing none of them. All of it's sin. So we kind of look at those things like, man, well, we all sin and fall short of the glory. That's the scripture we quote, you know, once we see others doing wrong. You know, it's not about passing judgment on an individual, but it's about, in this case, believer. If you see your brother or sister in Christ doing something's wrong, you should because that's your brother and sister, you should be able to come to them and say, yo, you wildin', like you need to chill. You need to get that straight, you know? And that brings me to uh, Pastor John Gray. Now, Pastor John Gray, for those of you all who may not know, you know, I enjoy it. I, I've been following John Gray for, when I say following, I don't mean being a fan. I mean, just knowing of him since 2004. You know, he was a Christian comedian and I think he had a couple of worship albums out, you know, because he was known as the, I think he was like 30, so in his early 30s, but he was still a virgin. So that was real honorable to hear that he was going around the country, you know, he was on fire for the Lord, telling jokes and was letting people know, like, you know, I'm still a virgin. He said, so I'm letting y'all know on that day when I get married, that's going to be the fastest wedding in history. Like, I remember it was just it was just hilarious. He did this whole little bit or whatever. So fast forward, he finally gets married um, to his wife, have two beautiful children. He now passes a church. Um, 
you know, he just kept being in the media a lot. And, you know, he brought his um, wife a $200,000, I think, Lamborghini truck or something like that. And um, I already didn't like that. It wasn't that I didn't like the fact he got her the truck. I didn't like the fact that he published it online or had someone to record it and they published it online. A lot of times when it comes to stuff like that, you have to learn how to just give the gift and enjoy it and move on with your life. In cases like that, that's what separates the believers from the world. Those are scriptures where, you know, Romans 12 talks about, you know, not conforming to this world. He doesn't mean, you know, you can't if the world is wearing, you know, T-shirts, you can't wear T-shirts. If they wearing joggers, you can't wear joggers. It's not talking about that. It's talking about a mindset. That's why he says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's in Romans 12, 1 and 2. So it's a mind change. So I'm just going to talk about me personally. I can't do on the gram or any social media network what others may do. I can't do that. Now, when I say I can't do what they do, I'm saying it in the sense of I can't get on the gram and, you know, take pictures of cash all over my bed. You know, or I'm not finna post a picture of, I'm not, you know, posting a picture of, hey, just got my wife this new Bentley truck. Now, if I have the means of purchasing that for my wife, legal means of getting it, you know, I'll get it for if that's what she wanted and I had the means of getting it. But you know what? If I got it for it, don't you know y'all will never know it? Only way you'll find out is you have to come to the house and see it. Or see her out or something But those are things you don't flaunt These are material things That have no value to them No heavenly value These are just materials So if you have the means of getting the material You get it And God says that he gave us all things richly to enjoy You just enjoy the car Or enjoy the clothes Enjoy the watch Whatever But it's not to flex Believers can't flex There may be some believers that do But that's not morally right you shouldn't be doing that because there's no value in that the world gets value out of flexing and showing off what they have believers we don't have any we don't get or have any value in doing that so that's not something that we should do so when he did that i found that a little distasteful and you start catching a lot of flack about it you already know people in church when it comes to church and money people do not mess with that you know what I'm saying? If you in the church and you got this, they're automatically going to think that you stole it or did something illegal to get it, which he didn't do neither. Or it's just the fact that he flaunted it, you know? So, no, nah, that wasn't right. So he was in the media for that. Then, I think uh, just last week sometime, um, he stands, stands before his church. And I wish I had the audio to play, but... That's one of the things we're working on for this show. You know, I got to upgrade my equipment, man. I need some, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get these sound effects and everything popping off just right when I need it. But we're working on that by the end of this year. We're going to get that done. But anyway, um, 
I could have played the clip, but I just anyway, I'm about to get into something else. Anyway, he started talking about how, um, you know, just how 2018 has just been a year that you know almost destroyed his marriage. You know, he he thought about you know how he can, can commit suicide without it scarring his children and how he could still possibly go to heaven. But he said he figured he couldn't figure out a way he could do that. So you know, he's still here. You know. He just started sharing all these different things And so of course the clip that everyone You know Got out of there His wife grabbed the mic And basically was saying that there was a strange woman in his ear I guess alluding to the fact that he possibly May have committed adultery on his wife He didn't say those words directly But that's kind of what they were alluding to Or a woman was tempting him And almost made him get in the bed Or something like that I don't know but he was just talking about all these different things. It was a, it was a lot going on. It was enough to make him want to commit suicide or contemplating that. And then you see the clip floating around of TDJ, Bishop TDJ's praying over him or whatever. But anyway, the difference between that and the R. Kelly thing when it comes to sin is that he stood before his church and he repented. Regardless of the act, because we just read in um, the scripture, First uh, John 5 that it says all wrongdoing is sin so that's something that we all do you know each and every last one of us you listening to me under the sound of my voice and then me all of us commit wrongdoing because we're not perfect only per person that's perfect is jesus christ but what we don't do or shouldn't do rather as believers is that he talked about that in what was that uh first john 5 18 we don't practice sin. So we don't wake up every day with, oh, let's go sin today. You know, ooh, I can't wait to go and sleep around on my wife or I can't wait to go and steal such and such, such and such. And it's continuous and unrepentant. We don't do that. We don't live a lifestyle of sin. We commit wrongdoing because we're not perfect. So you get angry, say something you said, shouldn't have said or maybe was dishonest in a particular situation or whatever. We all do that. And sin is sin is all wrongdoing. And we are supposed to repent of it as soon as the Spirit of God convicts us and we get it. We need to go ahead and say, Lord, forgive me of that. And he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. <clears throat> so, Pastor John Gray, and that's why you can't get caught up in, in the social media festivities because social media will cancel people. Social media don't have any type of grace or mercy so that comes from the lord so you can't even read into what people post because they'll have you believe in something about an individual that's not true you got to go hear it from the horse's mouth you know so i went and listened to the john gray thing but he repented it was wrong what he did and then of course that made sense okay so he got his wife the the um two hundred thousand dollar lamborghini truck you know, I guess as an apology gift. He didn't say that's what it was, but it's kind of, you know, you know how we, you know, we, we can put two and two together. You know what I'm saying? So now it's just, you know, it's one of the things they just can't get it right at this point. And I think I commented on his page and I told him, say, hey man, take a social media break. Like, just chill. Like, just don't, just chill. You're a new pastor, got all this stuff going on. I don't know you personally, but you just got to just, you know, fall back, man. Let the Lord refresh you. And, you know, within six months to a year, 
people ain't bringing it up no more you know and um yeah those things like that are just um it's unfortunate but none of us are beyond tempting you know what i'm saying that's why the scripture talks about pray ask god and pray that he lead us not into temptation you know because yeah none of us want to be in those compromising uh situations and positions then you got some people who get in those situations that don't feel like they doing anything wrong yeah i slept with her so what solomon had three wives well all right well if you're talking like that then brother you go ahead and enjoy um your little sin that you <laughs> seeing you got going on that's between you and the lord i'm, I'm out of that you know what i'm saying so we can't get caught up in that and um when the um <clears throat> the sin that leadeth unto death when i say this continuous willful and unrepented sin this is where the revelation came from of a real actual account of someone doing the sin that leads unto death go to um first corinthians chapter five you still with me see it's all right see you thought it was gonna be a little i mean you know we got we going there but hey these are scriptures we got to deal with because it's in there you know and you listening to me you may be in a situation where you feel like you know you good but you know you're doing wrong i'm telling you i'm encouraging you you need to repent of it turn away from that man you know, as the scripture says, sin is, is cool for a season, but that season going to end. It may feel good for a season, but it is it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth your spirit. So first Corinthians chapter five. It says this is the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthian church. OK, so one thing i gotta keep in mind that when you're reading the new testament scriptures he's talking he's writing to believers he's not talking to people who don't know christ these are believers this is like me and you or you if you're a believer this is like he's talking to believers so verse um verse one apostle paul he says i can hardly believe the report about the sexual immorality going on among you something that even pagans don't do i'm told that a man in your church is living in sin with his stepmother so that means he's having sexual relations with his father's wife verse two you are so proud of yourselves but you should be mourning in sorrow and shame and you should remove this man from your fellowship even though i'm not with you in person i'm with you in the spirit and as though I were there, I have already passed judgment on this man in the name of the Lord Jesus. You must call a meeting of the church. I will be present with you in spirit. And so will the power of our Lord Jesus. Then you must throw this man out and hand him over to Satan so that his sinful nature, sinful nature means his flesh, so that his sinful nature will be destroyed and he himself, that himself talking about his spirit, will be saved on the day the Lord returns. Wow. So we see a man here who's in the church who was sleeping 
having an or having an incestuous relationship with his stepmother. And the Apostle Paul wasn't present in the church. That's what he said in his verse. But the people who are in the church, they condoned it. No one wanted to say anything. That happens today. See, you have to understand there is nothing new under the sun. So all the stuff that we see going on in different churches and people making excuses. See, that's why I don't go to church now. Listen, this stuff has been going on since the Bible days and will continue to go on. But what you have to make sure is that you are right with God. You have to make sure that you're doing what you know to do. Because nobody is perfect. All of us should be walking in some level of integrity. But even walking in that level, but even walking in the level of integrity, we still all have our flaws. You just don't want to be under or be around believers who are comfortable with sinning. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense to you? I hope so. You don't want to be around people who are comfortable with sinning. Period. You know, people think it's cool to steal. They think it's cool to cheat on your taxes. They think it's cool to get over on this. They think it's just, you know, ah, it's a little, it's a high. You can, you can do a little whoop de whoop. It's cool. You can go ahead and snow a little cocaine. You'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? That's how I get by. The Lord understand. All right. So you don't want to get around people that's, well, I'm not talking about people who may just been a, been tempted and committed to sin. It's different from a person who's practicing sin. So this dude was, like I said, sleeping with his stepmother in the church. Nobody wanted to say anything. The apostle had, Apostle Paul had to write them a letter and rebuke him and told him to remove this man from your fellowship. Turn him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. That happens a lot, too. He's basically saying, listen, it's willful, it's continuous, it's unrepentant. The dude obviously wasn't saying he's a believer. He knew what he was doing was wrong. He didn't feel it was bad. You know, he didn't, you know, he wasn't sorry for it. So, hey, turn him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. You know, so basically whatever the enemy wanted to do to him, let him do it. Don't intercede for him because he know what he's doing. It says so that his spirit can be saved on the, on the day of the Lord. So basically he's saying that it's better that the dude just allows Satan to do whatever he do with him so that he can just go ahead and go to heaven. Because as long as he's here on earth and he operating like that, it ain't going to work. So it's better for him to just go ahead and go to heaven. That way his spirit will still be saved on the coming of the Lord. So just let the enemy have his way with him because obviously he doesn't want to get it right. You know, so uh, now we ain't gonna read it, but I think in Second Corinthians seven, I believe that God actually repents and is asking the church for forgiveness. So the Lord had mercy on him. That's one thing it doesn't say in this verse is the Lord's mercy. See, the Lord mercy can step in any time. The only thing is, you know, you don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can't be practicing sin. So well, the Lord mercy will come in and clean it up. Hey, not necessarily so. We can, I can't call that for you. That's the Lord's. That's where his sovereignty come in at. So, you know, like the scriptures say, you have mercy on whom you choose to have mercy on. The Lord knows all and sees all. So there's one man you cannot play. You can play me. You can fool me, but you can't fool him. But the Lord had mercy on him in the end. But as it pertains to the believers, he was saying you still 
need to remove that kind of person from your fellowship. And, you know, what also came to mind when I was reading this is R. Kelly as well, because once the R. Kelly situation happened, right, I was thinking about, well, what if R. Kelly, like, came in one of our churches? Like, I'm thinking, like, what if I was a pastor or not even a pastor? Well, what if he just walked in my local church that I attend? one Sunday morning a Bible study and came up and just and sat down like how, and you know and he came in with, with, with like five females now I ain't gonna say he come in by himself you know what I'm saying we gotta like we gotta spice it up because he don't really go nowhere alone so if he go to a church and he got like uh, two females with him I ain't gonna say five five is a little too much he got two females with him they look underage but yeah he, but hey he's there he wanna get the word Altar call come He come up He go up to the altar I mean I'm not finna turn him away And not pray for him I will like Have a conversation with him But If he seems to be You know Hey man Seen the documentary What's, what's, what's going on Oh man Ain't ain't nothing going on Whoop de whoop 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 Or whatever you got to say But if he just seems Unapologetic And unrepentant Hey You gotta move on but I did think about that. that That scripture really Had me really thinking about that Like man What if he walked in One of our churches Just you know Chilling Cause that's basically Kind of what this dude did He was continuing To come to the Um To services He was constantly Fellowshipping with the believers Bringing his stepmama And I guess she was Silly enough to Come on here And come with him Well you know It didn't say she was Coming with him But did it say she? No, I don't think it said she was coming with him. It was just known that he was having incest with his stepmother. So, man, it's a lot going on in there. <laughs> but those type of things have to be discussed and talked about. You know, Hebrews twelve six. It says, "For the Lord disciplines those He loves, and He punishes each one He accepts as His child." As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. Who ever heard of a child who was never disciplined by its father? If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you are illegitimate and are not really his children at all. Wow. So if any given time comes and you know that you are experiencing chastening or discipline of the Lord receive the correction because if he didn't love you the scripture says he wouldn't discipline you if you're doing wrong and you don't receive any type of conviction in your spirit then you are not a child of God the reason why I can say this is because of this scripture he chastens those he loves and it says that uh, if God doesn't discipline you that, you that you are illegitimate So It's important That we pay attention And when God corrects and disciplines us Don't think that he is going to discipline us With um, Sickness and disease That's God doesn't have that To give us So he's not putting that on us To teach us anything So that is not what it means When it says he disciplines you He's going to discipline you In your spirit Strong conviction is going to come 
I can't describe it. It's just like on the inside, you just don't feel good. Like, oh, I shouldn't have did that. Or I don't think I need to do that. It, gonna, it comes before you sin or before you think about doing something dumb. And then comes after we do something dumb. And it's all to get us to repent and turn. That's it. That's correction. Check it. It's not going to feel good. No. Some situations we do depends on the state of this of the decision we make can affect us for a couple of months leading up to a year or some years. Depends on what the situation is. And it's not necessarily God teaching us something. It's just that the situation, the decision that we made, you know, it took that effect. But that don't mean he's just going to deliver you right out of it. No, we got to learn. You got to go through this. So that you can feel this real good. So by the time you come out of this, you won't ever want to go back to that again. You'll think twice, three or four times before doing that again. Romans chapter 14. Look at verse 23. It says, but you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something. You are sinning if you go ahead and do it. For you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. So the principle in the scripture, even though this particular verse, he's talking about, you know, believers drinking wine and, and eating food that may possibly cause another brother or sister to stumble. Matter of fact, I'll just start up there. Let's start at verse 20. It says, don't tear apart the work of God over what you eat. Remember, all foods are acceptable, but it is wrong to eat something if it makes another person stumble. It is better to not it is better not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything. That keyword is anything else if it might cause another believer to stumble. You may believe there is nothing wrong with what you're doing. But keep it between yourself and God. Blessed are those who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. Now, before I read this next verse, let me just help the people in the back. This is not when he says that um, blessed are those who are who don't feel guilty for doing something they have decided is right. In context, he's only talking about people, believers who drink wine and believers who eat meat that don't think that there is anything wrong with it. He's not talking about, like I said, going back to R. Kelly's situation. Well, I feel like I'm, I'm attracted to younger girls and I don't feel guilty about it. So I'm going to go ahead and do it. That's not what you're talking about. OK, so it's not talking about anything that you just deem as being right. And you don't feel guilty of it for it. No, this is only in context of this particular scripture talking about eating meat and drinking wine. All right. Verse 23, it says, but if you have doubts about whether or not you should eat something, you are sinning. If you go ahead and do it for you are not following your convictions. If you do anything you believe is not right, you are sinning. So the key principle in that verse is following our convictions. If you're faced with a situation and it don't feel right, you're already getting that unction and that, that, that conviction like, uh, I don't know if I need to do this or not. The scripture says that if you do it anyway, you're sinning. See, you got to understand God knows all our little tricks and schemes. See, we human. We think about all human stuff. The Lord is divine. He knows all and sees all. He's omniscient, omnipresent, everywhere at all times, all knowing everything. So you can try to fool. We can try to fool each other, but we can't fool the Lord. And he is the one that all of us 
all of us should be trying to please him and not trying to please each other or trying to make things look good for the grand. Well, Lord, everybody else doing it. How come I can't do it? What our parents used to say, if they go ahead and jump off a bridge, would you do it? I heard somebody say, if I didn't see the bridge, <laughs> but no. We ain't doing it. So if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please send this to all of your family and your friends. Man, it feels so good to be back and record this first episode of the new year. There's plenty more to come, more interviews. I'm going to get this interview thing worked out, y'all. I promise. Um, if you want to send emails, you can send your emails to mmsmedia314 gmail.com. Follow me on all social media again at mbills314. Remember the book of Romans chapter 3, verse 4, the latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out. Macchiato's music and the scriptures.